0: The following podcast has coarse language that may offend. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Welcome, peeps and pipettes, to the Dumb Scientist podcast. I'm your host, Liz, and we are continuing our colourful look into the study of suffering. Today's topic will be an overview of inflammation and how much it sucks ass. Inflammation, however, is necessary because it's the body's internal first line of defense. Without inflammation, infections would not go away, wounds would never heal, and those horribly infected wounds eventually create a permanent, festy party house of putrid evil until it finally falls off and you die. Bam. It's pretty messed up. So yeah, inflammation is super important. Inflammation consists of a bunch of crazy-ass complex mechanisms that harmonise together within the walls of your intricate machinery that runs your flesh prison swimmingly. As dumb scientists, understanding what happens during times of feeling like shit and enables us to create better treatments to make us feel less shitty. So... I have just highlighted some of the main parts of inflammation because goddamn, there is a lot of shit going on. There are three main steps that the body does in the first initial response of inflammation. First, there is vasodilation, which is a fancy word for cre- increasing blood flow. This helps the multiple chemical reactions from tissues meaning a bunch of cells with the same purpose, not the ones that come inside a box. And this is to help leukocytes make their way to the site of injury. It also causes the vessels to become more permeable for the leukocytes to migrate towards a specific site of injury where they can do their magic. In other words, your body has called the emergency services to respond to an injury, and the vessels are like tiny highways. Increasing blood flow gets the emergency crew in there. And these tiny, tiny highways have shortcuts to get there faster. So on that note, let's get into the nitty gritties. Episode two, welcome to the party. What do we usually experience firsthand? Think about a time when you were sick really sick with a fever the most common four symptoms we experience are redness heat swelling and pain redness is caused by vasodilation and heat is a combination of vasodilation and the many multiple reactions taking place inside your body Swelling is caused by the backlog of accumulating exudate, which is a fancy word for that white liquid that oozes out when you pick off a scab. You know that really gross stuff? Yeah, it's really insane. It's filled with white blood cells and other fun things. Then last but not least, pain. Pain is due to the increasing amount of leaky juices, oh sorry, exudate, and the chemical mediators doing its job, plus tissue tension. Pain is the worst one. I'm a sook when it comes to physical pain. You should hear me while I bitch my way through boot camp. It's, it's not fun. Oh my god. Anyway, inflammation is divided by two different types of response parties, acute and chronic. Acute, or as I like to call it, a cutie pie response, you kitty, is the quick, no-nonsense kind of inflammation. In scientific talk, Acute inflammation triggers the dilation and increase in permeability of blood vessels to allow the transportation of leukocytes to enter the site of injury. And it also is to be activated and eliminated the offending agent and or injury while repairing the site. It's kind of like inviting the robot army to your swanky party. They bring wine and they're super polite. But then they do you a solid by murdering all those pesky uninvited guests. They do it assassin style and then they eat their corpses. Yes. They clean up your house and they say thank you for the lovely evening and compliment your lovely hospitality. And then they leave. That is acute inflammation. Super polite and super nice. Love it. Chronic inflammation, however, is slightly different. Just like acute They start off doing the same thing. They're nice, they drink, it's happy's great. But this time, someone has spilt some wine on the circuit board of the robot army and now they have turned red-eye evil. They have finished off killing the party crushers and now turn their attention to kill the rest of your guests. Oh my God. Instead of them leaving, They announce that your home is now their new army base and all you can do is sit down and pray to God that their murderous rampage will quieten down for a bit. Maybe lose power for a while if you're lucky till they start going crazy again. It's not a fun time. Patients who experience chronic inflammation, so for example, rheumatoid arthritis, um, autoimmune diseases, asthma. Um, They're in constant battle to alleviate this constant pain all the time. It's painful. As chronic inflammation has similar properties anyway, I'll introduce you to some of the leukocytes of the acute inflammation response and their functions. The robot army of inflammation. The first responder of the robot army of leukocytes are the Daleks. I mean the neutrophils, sorry. Neutrophils are a part of the family of polymorphonuclear cells. (laughs) Ha! Say that three times fast. Polymorphonuclear, polymorphonuclear, polymorphonuclear. Boom. Anywho, neutrophils are a type of granulated cell with a multi-lobed nuclei. Under a microscope, they look like grainy blue circles with bits of dog shit inside. But these dog shit-filled orbs of delight are the first responders during inflammation. They ride around the blood train of your body and monitor their surroundings to make sure everything is good in the hood. But when the neutrophils are called to, like the call in Frozen 2nd, because I've watched it a million times, they follow the smell towards the call. This movement is known as chemotaxis, where the neutrophil follows the chemical trail to the infected site so it can begin to do its thing. They have the most amazing ability to express and release cytokines, and this amplifies the response of inflammation to other cells, which makes their reaction go, harder, better, faster, stronger, uh-uh, uh-uh, drop the beat. Oh, yeah. You know those granules inside the neutrophil I mentioned? Well... Those granules are filled with a variety of enzymes and proteins that help to combat inflammation and also have antimicrobial benefits to kill off the offending agent or microbe, whatever's in there. Neutrophils pretty much puke out shampoo on the enemy. Acidic as shit if you get it in your eyes, but soothing and soft for repairing. Oh, my. Another cool trick they can do is phagocytosis. Phagocytosis. This literally translates to cell eating. I'm not making this up. And it's exactly what a neutrophil can do. A microbe binds onto a receptor located on the cell wall of the neutrophil. And then the neutrophil recognizes it as an enemy of the state. It imprisons the naughty microbe by manipulating its membrane cell wall to engulf the microbe. So, the microbe is trapped inside a small bubble within a bubble filled with dog shit. Cell inception. Wow. But it's not over yet. Inside, a lysosome filled with enzymes fuses together with the microbe bubble. And this creates, wait for it, phagolysosome. Yay, science naming. The enzymes kill the microbe inside and the rest is degraded. Just a bubble filled with acid doing its job. Another day at the office for the neutrophil. Neutrophils make up to about 50 to 70% of the total of your white blood cell count and tend to be triggered during bacterial infections. Very common for us as humans to have bacterial infections and you can thank evolution for that one. Another member of the polymorphonuclear family, three times fast, are the eosinophils, another granulated cell which combats parasitic infections and sometimes, and I mean sometimes, allergic reactions. These are easy to find under a microscope due to their big fat ass pink spotty bodies. And basophils, another member of the polymorphonuclear cell family, are the cells that tend to be present during true allergic reactions. Now, basophils are the smurfs of the white blood cells. These blue shy shits can be fierce and mean well to help out with allergic reactions, but they tend to bugger off when the reaction is too severe. It's so annoying during hay fever season when all you want to do is just have your nose be dry and histamines and basophils are not my friend. Mm Mm-mm, nope. Now, be mindful that this is just only a few leukocytes, okay? So calm your farms. There are several, several more that come to the party. So on that note, let's go and check out how the robot army makes its way towards the site of infection. Just keep rolling. Extraversation is the journey that leukocytes endure from the blood vessel lumen to the interstitial tissue. So for those who don't know what lumen means, it means whole, okay? Anyway, this is just another fancy way to describe the leukocytes migration to the site of injury. The first step is to actually stop the fast-flowing leukocytes so that they can travel through the vessel wall. So let me throw some mass at you the heart pumps on average 4 litres of for women and 5 litres of blood for males throughout the body. So that means that the velocity of blood runs on average of about 4 to 6 kilometres per hour. And this walking pace doesn't seem very fast to us, but for a tiny-ass microscopic cell, it's like going down whitewater rapids, okay? It's pretty fast. Anyway, Leukocytes tend to flow in the middle of the blood vessel lumen. So think about it like a water slide. When you ride down, you slide in the middle as best as you can. But if you grab onto the water slide walls itself to stop sliding down, it's very difficult to find any grip. This is the same for the cell. There must be a way for the leukocyte to cling to the inside walls of the blood vessel to stop flowing away. This problem is solved by the tiny little spikes located on the cell surface and rock up on the vessel wall and these are called selectins. Selectins are expressed during inflammation thanks to the activation of cytokines. Cytokines are chemical messengers that affect other cells to help regulate the immune response. So these little bumps on the cell, as well as the vessel wall, interact with each other and they stick together a little bit. And this slows the roll of the cell. So imagine you are sliding down the water slide and you find that the walls of the slide start growing bumps for you to grip on. And this slows your speed down the slide. And this um, entire process is known as weak rolling interactions. It's a lot of work for one little cell to stop. So the leukocyte is slowing down, but it needs to be anchored on so it doesn't slip away. Thanks to chemokines, yay, activating the shit out of stuff, winning, one important factor they activate is the integrins. Integrins are another leukocyte surface protein. Thanks, chemokines! Integrins anchor the cell onto the vessel wall, and just like a magnet, the cell sticks on firmly and begins to squash down flat so it won't get washed away with the blood flow. The vessel wall activates a few more molecules to help with this adhesion, Um, mostly PECAM1. By the way, PECAM1 stands for Platelet Endothelial Cell Adhesion Molecule. So original. Yay, science. PECAM1 hooks onto the cell, thanks to the integrins, and drags the flat-ass leukocyte through the vessel wall. Now, the leukocyte can now follow the chemical gradient, chemotaxis, to the tissues and start fixing the problem. Ugh, holy shit, that was a lot of science. It's hard to summarize inflammation. There are so many components to it. It's so many mechanisms. It's just, this is just a mere scratch on the surface, okay? So, chill. But today, we have learned what inflammation is some of the main players, and how those players move through tissues and vessel walls to help keep you healthy. Thank you so much for listening, to peeps and pipettes. Tune in for another episode of The Dumb Scientist wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. Feedback is super awesome, and I would love to read some of positive feedback. This is how I learn. Next episode, I will attempt to teach you a little bit about neoplasia and the hallmarks of cancer, which is the worst kind of suffering. Yes, it is. Catch you on the flip side. See ya.